The following program is brought to you by the friends and partners of Creation Today and by viewers like you. Thank you. Every generation, humans pass on between 60 to 100 new genetic mutations. How far have these genetic mutations gone? According to evolution, these mutations are going to take us where? Hmm, Superman, X-Men, or maybe zombies. Today, let's take a look at a scientific apologetic to get our answer. There's a war going on in our world against Christianity. Are you ready to defend your faith in Christ? The Creation Today Show provides you with the ammunition you need. We prepare you to defend your faith. Arm your children and raise up a family that glorifies the Creator, Jesus Christ. This season we're teaching you Battleship Apologetics. Science, history, individual experience, philosophy, Battleship Apologetics. Today's guest is genome researcher Dr. Robert Carter of Creation Ministries International. And Marianne explores how entropy affects rock cliffs in Mutants of the Future. Today we're talking about X-Men potential. If the theory of evolution is true, mutations and genetic advancements should create superpower humans in our future. Exactly, Eric. Evolution assumes that all living organisms are becoming more complex through beneficial mutations. Alright, so supposedly these countless mutations or happy accidents work with natural selection and survival of the fittest to create creatures who will survive more and more obstacles as they continue to mutate upwards. Right. Like those who can see better or run faster have a better chance of survival. When we look at the evolutionary ascent of man image, hey, not that one, the evolutionary one, yes. Uh, it shows how an ape-like animal slowly turned into modern humans. So what should the next step in this ascent of man sequence look like? Ape to man to... Superman. X-Men. Spider-Man. Hmm. <laughs> well, if we evolved up to this point, surely humans would evolve into some different type of creature in the future. Well, he's gonna. It's called Homo superioris. You know, it's Bill Nye has suggested this idea in an article, is the human species still evolving? And according to Nye, it's uphill from here. This is what evolution predicts. But what I want to know, what does the scripture predict? Great question. The Bible tells us in Genesis 1.31, And God looked at everything he had made and said, Behold, it was very good. So all that was created in the six days of creation was fully functional, orderly, and very good. Mm -hmm. God made all of his creation very good at the beginning. There's no way to get better than very good. He didn't say mostly good, partially good, potentially good. So it suggests that there's no way to get better. But there is a tendency to get worse. And that's what we call genetic entropy. Mm. You know, in Genesis, we read that people who lived before Noah's flood lived very long lives. One man lived to be 969 years old. But soon after the flood, lifespans dropped very rapidly. So what's going on with the human genome? Hmm, one thing that's interesting, 
We haven't gotten that longevity back because of evolutionary, you know, genetics or genetic evolution, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Well, are we headed uphill like evolution would predict or are we headed downhill like the Bible would predict? Mm. You know, we should ask our guests today that question. All right, after the break, we have with us a leading scientist known for his work in the Human Genome Project with the Institute for Creation Research. We have Dr. Robert Carter from Creation Ministries International going to drop the bomb <laughs> on this homo superior theory. Look out, uh, Bill Nye and Richard Dawkins, all of them. There's been an incredible con that's occurred in the culture. Evolution in millions of years is the greatest myth ever forced on the minds of men. Big Bang, evolution, millions of years, people just believe it blindly. How can you not believe that somebody designed all of this? We know he exists because of creation. just faith, we have science. It's really on our side. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. So how is the human genome actually doing? That's a question we're going to ask our guest today, my friend and a well-known creation speaker, writer, and researcher, Dr. Robert Carter. Dr. Carter, thanks for, the show, for coming on the show with us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you. Now, you've done a lot of research on the genome. Could you briefly describe to us what the genome is? Well, what the genome is? <laughs> Simply? <laughs> That's a tricky one. Okay, how about this? Uh, most people know that we have things called genes, and genes affect how high, tall we are, what, what we look like, our coloration, and things like that. Um, all the genes together are called the genome. It's actually a play on words. You know, back in the old days, it would have like a tome or a tome of reference. We still use that phrase a little bit. It's like all the information on the subject. Mm -hmm. Well, the genome is all the information that we as people and other species carry that tell us and what to do, how to behave, how, you know, like that. Nice. So wow. genetically I, speaking, then. Man. I think I stumbled all over that, but I've never really been asked that question before. <laughs> Well, it sounds pretty simple. It's, it's what we're made of. It's all the information that's in us. So I'm wondering, mm -hmm. genetically speaking, how are we doing? I mean, oh. I, you're, I know oh. you're probably concerned looking at oh, me, okay? But yeah, he does <laughs> look concerned. I thought, I'm going to beat him to the punchline there. Okay, now imagine, imagine that we are, um, we have, we carry information within us. And that information has to get passed on every generation. Mm -hmm. But imagine that the little things that copy the information are not perfect. Mm -hmm. It would be like if you had a, you're teaching a, a high school biology class and at the end of the year all the students had to make a copy of their textbook and throw away the textbook that they used and hand the copy on to the next student. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. Little mistakes occur every generation. Eventually no student will possibly be able to pass biology class because there'll be so <laughs> many mistakes in every textbook. That's true. That's 
pretty much what we're seeing happening in human genetics over time. Every generation has more mistakes than the generation before, which means eventually we're going to go extinct. Wow. wow. So forget about global warming. Genetic entropy is going to take over here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because it's, it, it's totally contradictory to what Darwin predicted and, and Darwinian evolution requires. But when we actually measure the mutation rate and see the mutations accumulating, it's probably a thousand or ten thousand times too fast for Darwinian evolution to deal with. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that the genetic entropy that we see today goes against Darwinian evolution thought process that we are getting better, mm -hmm. that we're, that we're, that these genetic differences are actually increasing our complexity and making us better individuals and better as a race. That's right. We're actually going downhill. Oh, wow. no. Great. Sorry, kids. It's not yeah. good news for you and for my grandchildren. This is not good. Now, with all of this, this knowledge from geneticists, why is the evolutionary community not recognizing this reality, coming to this conclusion, because it seems to be very apparent that it's contradicting, you know, we're becoming more advanced and yeah. evolved and... It, it's because it stands against 150 years of Darwinian theory. The mathematics is not in their favor, it's mm -hmm. going the wrong direction for them, and so they're, most of them have, actually, most of the big guys in the field do acknowledge this and they have written about it. Okay. But they just then say, well, there's got to be a way to get over this and it must happen and let's do more experimenting to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But the more experimenting they do, the more they box themselves into a corner. Wow. And it's to the point now where really uh, I like math and I love applying math to biology and I think it all argues away from an idea that species are millions of years old. Because if, we, if, human, if humanity is hundreds of thousands of years old, and if our common ancestor chimpanzee was millions of years ago, we'd be extinct by now. Mm -hmm. There's no way to stop it. it it's the, the continual degradation of information is going to kill us off. Wow. Okay, you love math. Give us, some of the, give us some of the math. Give us some of the science behind how you said it's, it's, it's going, how many times you gave us one thing, a number, it's going way too fast, the genetic downhill slide is happening mm -hmm. fast. And give us some math to say where we're headed and where we've come from, about how far back can we trace these things. Okay, uh, just for example, every child born uh, has 60 to 100 mutations that the parent was not born with. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's actually that measurement is coming from a study in Iceland. That's the most recent, most accurate one. It doesn't mean it's been true all throughout human history or it's true in all populations. But in that one population, 60. And it's probably higher than that in other populations or in other environments. So that's 60 negative steps. It's like you're taking 60 steps backwards before you can even take an evolutionary step forwards. Mm -hmm. We're going the wrong direction. Uh, another example, if we look at uh, Y chromosomes around the world, right? so the chromosome that makes men men, it's about 65 million letters long. and the common ancestor of all men in the world is only about 500 mutations ago, which is one or two mutations per generation for just a couple of hundred generations. You have a common ancestor. That's that's like the biblical Adam. Yeah, mm -hmm. seriously. That lines the up. The time frame. The time frame is right there. It's also true for 
what they say is mitochondrial Eve. Mm -hmm. There's a little piece of DNA that we only get from our mothers. And if we build a family tree of all those in the world, and then we look at the mutation rate that we can measure today, it goes back to a woman who only lived a few thousand years ago. It didn't have to be that way, but it is that way, and it actually supports the Bible. Wow. Wow. Now can we stop this? That's a good question. Yeah, can science do anything to, get to um, fix it? Well, at the moment, we can slow it down with good nutrition, proper amount of exercise and sleep, uh, reducing stress, trying to get uh, uh, mutagens out of our environment, cancer-causing agents, uh, but uh, you can't stop it. It's still going to be... Every, every generation is incrementally going to be uh -huh. worse than the one before. Uh -huh. It's a domino. Um, and gene therapy or gene editing is, is not really going to work because you can't. At pre current technology, we might be able to fix one letter in certain you know, model organisms in a laboratory. Uh, but first of all, we're not allowed to experiment on humans, thank God. Um, and second of all, you would have to fix thousands and thousands of letters in every human to repair the damage that's been done since Adam and Eve. Unbelievable. Wow. Sounds like wow. we need new bodies. Yeah. Absolutely. We need a new heaven and a new uh -huh. earth. That sounds like the answer, the solution for us. Now yep. you write... Hey. Oh, go ahead. Now check this out. Ready? When Jesus Christ comes back, there's going to be people on this earth, right? That's correct. Well, we're going to be extinct in less than millions of years. So we can't actually put a, a time frame on when Christ is going to come back. But science, science says it's not going to be millions of years in the future because we won't be here if that were true. Wow. So he must come back relatively soon in order to find people alive on Earth. Mm -hmm. All right, now wow. I got some more questions for you that I want to, like, for example, hey, maybe we are going to adapt. Maybe you're going to say it's going to go down, but we can actually adapt. But ah, I'm out of time right now. Can you hang out for an, ex can, can we do an extended interview? And I want to, I want to answer some more questions. I want you to answer because I can't answer them. <laughs> More questions on this subject. Can you? Do you mind hanging out? I would love to. Awesome. Great. Hey, you're gonna love uh, listening to Dr. Carter on the extended interview. Uh, you can find that at creationtoday.org. If you want to get a hold of Dr. Carter, his information is available at creation.com. Real easy to go there. Creation.com. Make sure you go there and check out all the resources they have available and are making available to you. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Carter. Can Christians believe the Bible from the very first word? This new study, The Six Days of Genesis, by creation speaker Paul Taylor, will help Christians understand exactly what happened during the creation week and why it is foundationally important to believe it. You will enjoy every minute of Paul's unique presentation style, combining scientific facts, solid biblical teaching, and a little British humor. For more information, visit us at www.creationtoday.org. Today's Creation Network highlight is Saltwater Studies of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. At Saltwater Studies, it is their goal to guide students in a scientific investigation of the marine environment, consequently increasing their knowledge of our world and our Creator. Every class, field trip, or experience is designed to be a life-changing, hands-on adventure in learning as one explores God's magnificent creation. Visit them online at saltwater. Creation Today is excited about our ever-growing collection of digital downloads. 
We have everything from books to DVDs to even PowerPoint presentations, all to equip you to learn and share the truth of our Creator. Why wait? Start strengthening your faith today with our all-new digital downloads. Available at the Creation Store, creationstore.org. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash creation today. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Entropy is the process of degeneration over time. We can see this happening in geology too. It's called slow erosion. The rocks at the base of this cliff is the degeneration of this cliff. The slope of fallen rocks here is called talus. Every year, rocks fall off this cliff wall. The more time that passes, the more talus piles up at the base of the cliff. Every winter, water seeps into the cracks of the rock. It freezes, expands, and breaks off a piece of rock, which falls into the talus slope. So how much time has passed? How old is this talus slope? We know this slope is only thousands of years old. At the end of the Ice Age, the Missoula flood washed through here and would have removed all the loose talus rocks. The talus we see today has accumulated since this Ice Age event. So what would millions of years of talus look like? If the Earth is millions of years old, there should be huge amounts of talus covering the Earth. But there isn't. The entropy on rock cliffs accounts for only thousands of years of slow erosion. This fits the biblical account that only thousands of years ago the whole earth was reshaped by Noah's flood. This is a huge topic, but if you want to learn more about how talus and cliffs support a biblical record, buy my film Creation Explorers Tracking the Flood at creationstore.org. Was it eons of time that shaped the Earth's most dramatic rock features? Or could the Earth's surface be explained by the global flood catastrophe described of in the Bible? Mainstream science denies that alternative. science made it impossible for us to believe the Bible? No, there's good reason to doubt the millions of years theory that dominates geology. Today we're going to explore some evidence from a catastrophic flood that ripped through our own backyard at the end of the Ice Age. It's called the Lake Missoula Flood. The Creation Explorers will journey into this flood's path. They will explore the features carved by the Missoula Flood and see how these same features can be seen across the Earth this evidence for catastrophic flood erosion shows us just how possible the Bible's global flood catastrophe can be. It's time for Science and Scripture with Eric and Ben, here on Creation Today. We've got two books today. We've got truth and we have error. And I actually don't know what we're doing at all. I just see these books sitting around. Eric, talk to me. What's going on? Today, what are we... What are we learning today? today? we're going to learn a little bit about God's world and about God's Word because we're talking about 
Friction. Ah, fiction. That would no, be no, no. the error book. No, not fiction. Friction. Fiction. That's literally, no, friction. Literally friction. The, the force of resistance as you try to. Oh, yeah, of course. The, as I try to move this book along the table, what pushes against me or what I'm pushing against is the friction point of those two. Uh, you of have the a hard time moving that book along the table. <laughs> you know, it's not too bad. It's not okay, too bad. Okay, so friction. Yeah, now check this the out. The force of resistance. Okay. If I put maybe just one page inside of here and I mix these two together. I'm going to create a friction point right there. Okay. Now, how hard would it be to pull these books apart? Test yeah, this out. Ready? Here. Very easy. You right? could feel a little friction there. You could feel a little there, tough, but not not that hard. Let me do let me do two pages. Let me get uh, one right here, and let me get another one right here. If we had two pages, so put it's together, not double mint gum. It's double the friction. Double here. the friction. Double Let's the try friction. that out. How right. hard? How hard? Ooh, a little harder. A little, a little harder. Bit. What if we went through and we mixed all the pages together and we actually, kind of like shuffling a deck of cards, literally had all the pages put together and we had a whole bunch of friction points. How tough would that be to pull apart? Well, because we're literally, it would be, if it's a 300 page book, it it's would be a 300, 300 times the friction. Of course, you're not getting every page there. I'm not, but, but thankfully. But you're, get, you're getting it. Okay, yeah, let's try so it. So that right there already, okay. just yeah, with that, that's like, is, uh, I, you I didn't go that, You didn't go that, go that far in. You want uh, to try well, I, I, no, I did, uh, I did put another book together though, where every we have page. every page actually been, I gotta be honest with everybody, you put this book together. <laughs> and, and it took a long time. And it did time. take a little while to put every page together. Then okay, not so only got, that, we actually drilled holes in the spine and put some ropes on there with some carabiners. And I just happen to have a nice little handle for you to hold on to, Ben. Check okay. this out. So All right, so I'm gonna give you the error side. The and error, oh, I get the error side, yeah. of course, yes. <laughs> and I'll take the truth side, and we're gonna see if we can We can separate truth apart. from error here. Let's see All here, right. ready, ready, go. Okay, go. Pull, pull, pull. No, seriously, pull. Dude, <sighs> seriously. Oh man! I was really pulling because you yeah. were really pulling, man. That's I was incredible. Pull, I was using about half strength, so I didn't pull you over. Here we've got over 300 friction points, and those 300 fr friction That's points amazing. added up to be something. It's just you could paper pull stuck a together. car with that right there. You wow. could literally there's enough that tension is, there that is where amazing. you could literally pull a car down the road with that much tension, that much friction. Well, Eric, it's no accident uh, for a sake of illustration that we actually did use the book Truth and the book Error. Because, do you know, a lot of times we think, well, atheists are just a bunch of error. Actually, it's not true at all. What they are is truth mixed with error. In fact, wow. that's why a lot of atheists can do observable science with no problem. They're, they're using a lot of truth. But those truth points are mixed with error. And the problem is we don't have, we don't know how to separate them. And I think a lot of people run to people that have truth and error mixed together and they're just, they're trying to pull it apart. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't work. What we need to do is faithfully, one by one, expose the, the truth and separate the truth from error page by page, line by line. The Bible even says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, and this is so important, what fellowship does light have with darkness. And in, in verse 17, it says, come out from among them and be separate. We as Christians need to understand that we need to be separate from error, but we also need to expose error where we see it and then allow the Holy Spirit to do a work that we can't even. That is fantastic. What a way to mix God's word and God's world together. Try this friction experiment. Let's see if we can, I got a lot. Let's see if we can really pull this thing apart here. Truth Welcome back. Man, Marianne, I really had my hopes up for the future of mankind. Now, 
I find myself praying that the savior of mankind will return before our genome gets too bad. Yeah. Isn't it interesting to see how evolutionary scientists are predicting a homo superius, but all we see is a homo wreck? <laughs> Actually, we see a lot of homo these days. But that's another subject, we'll save that for another show, okay? While evolutionary theory predicts that mankind has some higher evolutionary future, the human genome is not lying. We're actually degenerating and becoming less superhuman and more zombie-like. Hello, people, zombies, wake up. Life is not evolving, but rather devolving. The Bible was right again. You know, check this out. In 1995, the journal Science published the results of a study in which a segment of the human Y chromosome from 38 men from different ethnic groups were analyzed for variation. The segment of the Y chromosome consisted of 729 base pairs. To their surprise, the researchers found no variation at all. Their conclusion was that the human race must have experienced a genetic bottleneck sometime in the not too distant past. Further research was actually done and it was determined that every man alive today actually descended from a single man whom scientists now refer to as Y chromosomal Adam. But wow. he actually wasn't single. He was married to Eve. <laughs> Get it? Right. Mitochondrial Eve took a step further. While Y chromosomes are only passed down from father to son, mitochondrial DNA is passed down from mother to both daughter and son. Because mitochondrial DNA is only passed on by the mother and never to the father, not, never the father, mitochondrial DNA lineage is the same as the maternal lineage. Knowing this, scientists have found that every human alive can trace their ancestry back to a single woman, whom they now refer to as mitochondrial Eve. Yeah. While Y chromosomal Adam is believed to be the ancestor of every living man, mitochondrial Eve is believed to be the mother of all living human humans, male and female. Wow, now that is good science yes. and a great apologetic. Listen to Genesis chapter three, verse number 20. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living. The Bible is right again. Amen. Our DNA is like a history map God designed inside of all of us. Not only do we have genes that record original ancestors, but they record the curse. Evolution? <laughs> That's right. It doesn't work. Humankind also has a genetic expiration date. Humanity hasn't lived millions of years in the past, nor will we live millions of years into the future. But there is hope. Yes. There is so much hope to those who trust in Christ. He has promised us eternal life. We are promised to have new heavenly bodies, bodies that will never decay in a place that will never see corruption. Mm. Trust in the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, who came to earth to die for us, to erase the power of the curse. Look to Christ. To learn more about eternal life, please visit creationtoday.org and see our article, How to Be Saved. 
You know, before entropy hits your kids' spiritual lives in college, why not train them to be able to defend their faith before they ever get there? Our online apologetics course does just that. It's exactly what they need, and it's available right now at creationtoday.org. Get the ammunition you need to defend your faith by visiting our website for up-to-date content, attending one of our live events, and shopping online at creationstore.org. We are Creation Today.